0: Hey there, I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. This is the Essential Astrocast, where you get the Essential Astrology Lowdown for real life. Find out what's happening up there in the heavens so that you can take action right here down on Earth. Hey guys, welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I am Veronica Peretti, and this is my weekly essential um, astrocast. It's an astrology forecast an astrology rundown of what's going on in the planet. And my hope for you is that you can take advantage of what's going on up in the heavens and harness that energy and use it to activate your life here on earth, right? So we, it, nothing is um, a coincidence in astrology, right? So this week we are... Um, really we're still working with the full moon energy. So we had a wonderful full moon in Aries on Sunday, which was yesterday, I'm recording this on Monday. So if you're listening to this later in the week, you know you where you are um, in terms of what I'm talking about. So I loved this full moon. I am an Aries, so of course the full moon in Aries feels like home to me, but I also feel like this particular full moon was an illumination of a lot of things we've been working with and thinking about and not sure about and blah, 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 blah. A lot of people have been in a soup of uncertainty and I think that this full moon did bring in a lot of illumination for many of us. The illumination is not done yet. So there are still secrets being revealed. There are still things coming out that you need to know. So don't fall asleep on me really pay attention this week. And if you feel like you had the aha moment on the full moon, give yourself a few more days before you take action and put it into practice. And I don't normally say that, but I really feel like there's more coming early in this week. So today is Monday and, um, We've got the sun squaring Pluto, which was really part of the full moon chart because the full moon was yesterday evening, so it wasn't that many hours ago. And the sun, the this full moon had a T-square with Pluto, and so the sun is still squaring Pluto. And what that means is that the sun and the moon are coming together. They're having a little bit of friction, a little bit of an argument, and that is releasing some information, some secrets, some stuff, some feelings, some deep-seated stuff underneath the surface that perhaps you didn't know about or didn't want to deal with, okay? Now, this full moon was very much... um, it Pluto was was really a big part of this full moon for us, and Pluto rules. I mean, I wrote down a list of all things that Pluto rules, and I feel like we've been talking about Pluto so much the past two weeks, three weeks, um, because Pluto did station uh, direct, and now it is you know playing into this full moon and some of the other astrology, and we are on the way to that big meetup, that big date in the sky when. Um, Saturn and Pluto kiss on January 12th, 2020. And that moment only happens every 35, 36 years. So this is a big moment. This whole year is a lead up to that moment. And that moment is going to be the moment when we're like, oh yeah, all that stuff I was working on for the past three months, six months, one year, it's all clear now what, what it was for. It's all clear now where I was going. And this tough astrology is really an invitation from the universe for us to level up, for us to take the next step in our growth. And sometimes, you know, here's the thing, tough astrology, squares, oppositions, all this stuff, they are catalysts for growth. So the friction is a catalyst to move you forward. If everything were easy, you would never do something different. You would never leave your comfort zone and therefore you would not grow. So these moments, if you are having a hard time, if it does feel intense for you, please know that it is all happening for you. It's not happening to you. And one of the things I really like about the astrology right now is that all of these planets that are having a tough time in this full moon, it's talking really nicely and harmoniously with uh, Jupiter. And Jupiter is who I call the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. So he is really... Um, letting us know that this is okay. This all is divinely planned. This is all happening for us. This is all in our benefits for us to rise up and be our best selves and grow to the next level. Um, So some of the things that Pluto rules are fear, resentment, power, our relationship to power that can make you feel powerful or powerless. Uh, secrets, deep-seated emotional trauma. Um, It also rules resiliency and transformation. If you know any Scorpios, I have several very good Scorpio girlfriends and they are some of the most resilient people I know. Um, Scorpios always seek transformation. They don't seek the easy life. Pluto and Scorpio, they also have a lot to do, and I'm mentioning Scorpio because we have planets in Scorpio and we're moving into Scorpio season next week, but also Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio, so they're going to have similar themes going on. So Pluto also rules intimacy on a lot of levels. So not um, intimacy in the sense of maybe Venus, not intimacy in the sense of know, courtship and dating, but real deep emotional sexual intimacy that is all uh, belonging to Pluto. So if you are working through some emotions in that part of your life, that's definitely Pluto coming up and uh, having something to say and having some messages for you. Um, Pluto really loves this concept of merging into one. That can be scary. So again, Pluto rules fear. So anytime we're merging into one, whether that's in a romantic relationship, in a business partnership, in um, really anything in life, when you feel like you're losing yourself, that might be um, becoming part of a collective, a church, a group. Anytime you feel like you're losing yourself, that can be Pluto-related. And those are scary feelings. Um, Pluto also brings with it a lot of opportunity for healing and a lot of opportunity for therapy. So if you are feeling down, if you're feeling a little bit depressed, that is not surprising, being that this astrology is intense right now and it's bringing up a lot of the deep-seated emotions that perhaps you haven't dealt with and you were hoping wouldn't show up. You know? That's really possible. A lot of us say, oh, I'll deal with that later when things are not so crazy at work. That bothers me, but I don't want to have the difficult conversation. So look at that. Look at if that stuff is rearing its head and making it impossible for you not to deal with it. And I want you to really be open to receiving the information that the universe has for you, whether it's good or bad. Because right now, whatever's flowing in, even if it feels like a terrible um, occurrence in the moment, even if it's like, I mean, there are people who I've heard people telling me they're losing their job or um, they're unexpectedly having to move or there is, you know, someone in their family who has some sort of diagnosis, even in these the worst situations, um, there is something meaningful to gain from it. And I don't wanna say so, I don't want to say things happen for a reason, but I think there's always meaning to be found in things that happen, right? So you can make something meaningful, even if it feels like, it's something that is so unfair um So let's get back to the full moon for a moment. This full moon was really about that balancing of the me versus we. So Aries is me, it's the individual. Libra is we, it's the partnership. This balance of the me and the we, um, it's really about stepping into your power but also honoring the person who's on the other side of the table. So can you step into your power and really ask for what you want and have your needs be met but also honor the other people sitting at the table and I think a lot of this full moon energy is about that it's Easy for the full moon in Aries and with Pluto involved to go on an ego trip It's easy to make it all about me, but it's really what this Particular full moon or really any full moon in Aries who's opposing Libra It's always going to ask us to find the balance between the me and the way so I I really hope that um whatever came up for you this weekend, even if it was a little bit intense emotionally, that you took care of yourself, you honored what you felt, you asked for what you needed, but you didn't forget the needs of everyone else sitting at your table. That's really what I, what I hope for you. Um, so that's really kind of the, the themes of what's going on this week. I um, implore you that if this is really challenging astrology for you, if you've got stuff going on in your life, whether or not it's the astrology, um, really find someone to talk to you because so much of what's going on, we have Mercury in Scorpio. And whenever Mercury's in Scorpio, he's communicate, he's helping us communicate the deep seated emotions that we haven't dealt with or don't want to deal with. So I really, really implore you to find someone to talk to. So that might be a, a friend who is a really wonderful confidant, and that might be someone like a therapist who is professional. And if you feel like you are having feelings of um more serious than needing to talk to a friend, please go talk to someone professional because um, there's no shame in it, and Pluto does rule shame, so if you're having any shame around that, just let it go. Pluto not only rules shame, it also rules letting go, so let go of that feeling if that's coming up for you, and really go seek out someone to work through this stuff with, because this tough astrology is actually a blessing to work through the emotional stuff, that is holding you back or can hold you back. Better to deal with it now and remove that block than have it come up later when you're receiving all of the things you asked for, right? Or have it to come up later when, you know, you're in the midst of making a big commitment and then all of these fears come up because you haven't dealt with them. So this is really a good time for you to work through that stuff before we get into January because come January when Saturn and Pluto do meet up on January 12th, 2020, that is going to be a moment of deep commitment whatever you have, um, chosen to put your energy into, whether that is a relationship, a new job, um, your business, um, a move, a new home, um, you are wherever it's playing out for you in your chart because it's playing out differently depending on our charts. But Wherever it's playing out in your chart, once you are there in January, you're going to be ready to really commit to something wholeheartedly. And you don't want these fears and resentments and old feelings to be holding you back or blocking you from doing that. So work through this stuff now, get the help you need now, and then clear your energy, clear the path for January. Okay. So today we've got that sun squaring Pluto. It's Monday, Um, Monday, What is today? The 14th. And so we've got sun square Pluto, which is part of our full moon chart, and we still have it um, in the sky. So today is the big day this week. Today is the day with a lot of astrology. So if you are experiencing power struggles, if you're experiencing secrets coming up, um, things being illuminated, aha moments, um, this is not surprising because Mercury is making a harmonious... uh, conversation with Saturn. And, you know, Saturn is close to Pluto also in Capricorn. We've spoken a lot this whole year about how, um, Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn are really restructuring our foundation. So a lot of people are experiencing big shifts at work. A lot of people are experiencing, or we're all experiencing big shifts in our government, big shifts in, um, our alliances with foreign countries like all of that is Pluto and Saturn in in Capricorn Capricorn rules the patriarchy it rules the hierarchy it rules our government it rules our corporations it's no wonder that um, me too took off as Saturn and Pluto were in Capricorn and continues to be something that we're working through in society. So the things that are, have been plaguing us for a long time are getting uh, cleaned up by Pluto and the things that have supported us structurally are being shifted. Um, that is why a lot of... Anyway, I, I will pause on that because I've been talking about it all year and we're going to talk about it a lot come December and January. All of that said... Um, We've got Mercury uh, sextiling Saturn, which is really um, helpful because you're going to get some information about what's blocking you. You're going to get some information about um, uh, what the work is that you need to be working on. If you're not sure what the work is by now, really pay attention. There's, There's messages coming through. And... The universe has been giving you these messages all year and the messages are going to get louder and louder and louder and louder as we get to January. So Mercury and Scorpio right now is really helping us dig up some of those deep emotions that are blocking us, and really helping us dig up some of the messages and some of the internal struggle that we've been ignoring or hoping would go away. So. That's going on. And then moon, the moon is actually conjunct Uranus. So not surprising if some surprises hit you today. Um, just listen, listen to what's coming up. Okay. Um, and then we've got, um, we're already in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. I wanted to mention that. So Mercury retrograde is coming at the end of of October, it's actually on Halloween here on the East Coast of so July, uh, July, oh yeah, October 31st, we are going to have um, Mercury go uh, retrograde. And I'm sure you know about that. I've talked about it before. Um, everybody in pop culture talks about it now. Don't demonize it. It's just an opportunity for reflection. But if you need to buy your flights or travel tickets or anything like that, train tickets, For the holidays, do it now. Do it before we get closer to the Mercury retrograde. So, if you need to buy your tickets, do it now before October thirty first. It is going to go. uh, Mercury is then going to um, course correct and go direct on November twentieth. So that will be before Thanksgiving. But you probably don't want to buy your plane ticket like after November 20th, and then it's in the shadow period again. So, neither here nor there. Get your travel in order. Um, Okay, so back to what's going on in the sky. Um, Okay, I think I covered most of this. Tuesday, we're going to have Mercury trining Neptune. So, that's another reason I don't want you to necessarily take uh, decisive action on any of the information that came up from the full moon or that is coming up today. Because I think today you're going to receive some more information and tomorrow you're going to receive even more information. Because tomorrow is Tuesday and we're going to have Mercury in, in Scorpio trining, which is a harmonious conversation. And um, trining Neptune in Pisces, and Neptune in Pisces is the spirit realm. It's the place that we can't touch. It's our um, it's our energy, but it's also like our subconscious. So tomorrow is a great day to get quiet with your journal, meditate, go to restorative yoga, whatever it is that helps you be still. If that's swimming, if that's running, go do that, and allow yourself to get quiet with yourself tomorrow and see what comes up. Now, Wednesday, we have an all-day void on the East Coast. So if you are tuning in from other parts of the world, like Israel or um, Asia, then this is going to be that you're going to have this at a different time. But for us in the East Coast, all day, Wednesday, during the day, waking hours, we're going to have a void moon, which basically means not a lot is going to get done. And you definitely don't want to take action on something new on Wednesday. You want to just do run-of-the-mill stuff, do the laundry, reply to basic emails, um, do the mundane stuff, clean the house, whatever you got to do. Try to keep Wednesday light and try to avoid any big presentations or launches or all of that. Um, so that's Wednesday and the moon is going to be trining all of those Capricorn planets because the moon will be in Taurus and Moon a Taurus really likes to be at home, a little bit lazy, enjoying, um, you know, the luxuries of the comfort life. So perfect day to, to take off from work, take a sick day and enjoy the void moon in Taurus. Um, but then Thursday, the moon's going to go into Gemini. And when the moon goes into Gemini, this is going to be um, we're going to come into the rational minds again because Gemini is an air sign and it's ruled by mercury. And while mercury is in Scorpio, which is a water sign and it's those deep emotions, you know, I think when the moon goes into Gemini, we'll be able to take all of the information that we've been receiving and put it into some sort of logical order. Because Gemini is really good at taking in information and then spitting it back out. So if you can um, wait until Thursday when the moon and Gemini trines Mars and Libra, I think we'll have some nice air energy in the sky and our logic and our rationale is going to come back and we'll be able to take all of the emotional input and all the messages we've been receiving and push them back out into the world in a meaningful way that is helpful to us and helps us move our life forward, whether it's something you're working on in your personal life or it's something you're working on in your professional life. Um, And then Friday we're going to have the same moon in Gemini, trining the sun in Libra. So again, air, energy, rational, logical, um, able to take information and – Put it to use, okay? Um, And then Saturday, we've got Mercury um, talking to Pluto. So, Mercury talking to Pluto is going to be interesting because Mercury is talking to Saturn for most of the week and then moves on to Pluto. So, all of these planets, as they aspect Saturn, then aspect Pluto. And this is going on, you know through January. So we are going to have this Mercury talking to Pluto in a really nice way, which I think is also going to help us um, digest the information that we took in, digest the things that came up, and do something with that information that is productive. Um, And then the moon is also going to be conjunct the north node in Cancer. So whatever was going on at the eclipse season for you. So eclipses were back in July and you had some stuff going on and they were on the Capricorn Cancer axis. So if you have some Capricorn or some Cancer in your chart, you know that was being activated. And so when the moon comes to that North node each month, you know, both nodes, North and South node, it's activating whatever we've had going on in the eclipse time. Um, And all of that really plays into the larger scale shifts that are going on because that's the Capricorn stuff we're talking about. So, you know, that'll just be a moment for you to check in with what are you nurturing? What are you putting your energy toward and what do you want to be building? Because that's really what cancer is about. Cancer is about the maternal feeling and the nurturing. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're having a child, um, but it means that you are nurturing something that's important to you, um, your own self-expression. So that's Saturday. And then Sunday, we have a grand trine in water with the moon, Venus, and Neptune. And Venus will be talking to Saturn. So as I said, all these planets, if they come through the zodiac, they're talking to Saturn. And then they're talking to Pluto. And Venus is going to talk to Saturn. And she's She's really focused. You know, Venus and Scorpio, it's not her favorite place to hang out, but when she goes there, she's deep, she's intense, and she's focused. And she can be a little obsessive too. So if you have a new love interest in your life, please do not be obsessive and crazy. You know, really use your logic and don't get, you know, don't get, don't get taken away by the emotional piece because Venus and Scorpio can be obsessive. Just letting you know. Um, so that's what we've got going on. I think Sunday will be really interesting. I think it'll actually be a great day to process some of this stuff. So, you know, if you are a person that processes by speaking, then do that, but it is going to be water. So if you can get yourself you know, to take a nice bath or go to the pool or do something, go go for float therapy. I feel like I'm always recommending that people do things in water. And I think that's just because that's really healing for me um, because I don't have a lot of water in my chart. But when we have a grand trine in water, it's a great opportunity to get yourself close to water. Um, you know, these these planets and these signs, they all have – elements associated with them. So we can really use those elements to help us harness their energies and feel them in real time. And that's really powerful. So Sunday, if you're feeling emotional, get yourself just some water, even if that just means taking a walk on the river. I love walking at the reservoir or walking on the East River and just seeing the water. And that alone can be so healing. And if it helps you, you can visualize putting some of your, um, intense emotional energy into that water and letting it wash away. All right. Before I get to woo woo, I'm going to hop off. I hope you have a wonderful week. Um, you know where to find me. If you have any questions, we had our awesome full moon workshop yesterday for our central, my essential astrology members. If you want to be a part of the next full moon live workshop, it's here. It's virtual. It's on zoom. Then come over to Veronica slash membership and sign up. It's $25 a month. You get a new moon exclusive essential astrocast, and then you get a full moon live workshop with me and you can bring your chart and you can bring your questions. I mean, looked at everyone's chart yesterday and saw where the full moon was activating their personal chart. It's really, really useful information, especially if you want to start using this stuff to move your life forward. This is the way to do it. The moon is the best gateway. Um, So that's all I've got for you. If you want to do a reading, this is also a great time. Prepare for the new year. Don't wait till the new year to get a reading. Really start to get clear on what you want to create in two thousand twenty. 2020 now. So um, book a reading. You can do that at veronicapreddy.com slash astrology. And I will see you soon. Lots of love and have a wonderful week, you guys.